0: Welcome to the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast by Business English with Christina. Joining the club is a great way for you to improve your fluency and confidence in English, meet people from all over the world, and have fun while talking about real-world topics. We hold one-hour conversations on Zoom six times a week, Monday to Friday, and our podcast listeners receive a 50% discount on the first month of membership with the discount code FFCC50. Are you looking to improve your English speaking ability? Come and join us today. Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast, what does not make for good communication skills in English? Hey everyone, a quick special announcement before we get into today's topic. If you wanna send us an email with any English-related questions, ideas for topics, or any feedback, we now have a dedicated email address for podcast listeners. Send us an email at podcast at with your questions, comments, and suggestions. We'd love to hear from you, and we might even read and answer your question on a future podcast. Now, on with the show. Hey, everybody, Christina here with the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast. I hope that you are having a lovely week. And today is a little bit of a different episode. It's a solo episode. So it's just me, myself, and I, as we say in English. We'll be back with a conversation between um, another teacher and myself next week. But for today's episode, it's just you and me. So today we're going to talk about. What does not make for good communication skills in English? So these are some of the biggest mistakes that we've seen students make that we also sometimes make ourselves because of course, even native speakers need to learn how to become good communicators. So with this one, it's like you're killing two birds with one stone because you're going to learn um, how to improve your communication skills in English and to learn how to be a good communicator, which, like I said, some native speakers need to learn these skills also. So we're going to go into, I think, four points uh, with this one, which is assuming that your message has been understood, um, assuming that you understood correctly, Delivering bad news by email and your lack of attention to tone. So the first one is assuming that your message has been understood. Now, this is important for like I said, anyone to clarify that when they deliver a message that it was clear for the person listening. You know, sometimes we talk and we're saying one thing, but the other person hears something different. And that is where problems of misunderstanding and miscommunication come in. So, you know, it's important to always take the time to check that people have understood your message. Uh, For example, you know, when you send out an email, maybe you could encourage people to respond with questions or to let them know if they haven't understood something or if something was not clear. You know, if you're working with people, they know that you're not a native speaker probably. um, And it's okay to, I would say, ask them to confirm that everything was clear and also to encourage them to ask questions if they need some clarification. Uh, I always do this with my team. You know, I, I was like, hey, if you have any questions, ask me. If that wasn't clear, ask me. If you have to ask me 15 times, ask me 15 times. That's fine. Probably means that I have a problem with my communication in, in that case. Um, but, just, you know, you want to take that extra little step to make sure that the message is clear. And I would say the the flip side of that is that you also don't want to assume that you understood correctly. Again, you know, misunderstandings happen. Maybe there was a, a vocabulary word, a nuance, a turn of phrase something that you didn't quite understand correctly, you want to just check. And so again, a way that you can do that is to reformulate, simply saying something like, okay, I think I understood what you're saying, but if I understand correctly, you're saying da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Or, you know, just to check that I have everything absolutely correct this is what I need to do, whatever. And then reformulate that so that you can be sure that you both of you are on the same page um, in terms of you know what you need to understand, what you need to do, etc. So yeah, that's the second one. The third point I would say is mm, delivering bad news by email, um, or by Tweet, I think. Like, I don't know. This this example made me think of Elon Musk who announced to Twitter all of the people being laid off. That is a when I say native speakers need to learn communication skills, this is a perfect example of that. You know, you don't want to break bad news through written communication because Written communication, it doesn't allow you to soften a difficult message. For example, with nonverbal cues such as body language, facial expressions, it doesn't allow you to immediately deal with maybe the intense emotion or the reaction that the other person could have. Now, maybe that's your reason for choosing to announce bad news by email or other written communication, but... Also, learning, I mean, that's part of learning to be a leader in in your company or in your profession um, is also learning how to deal with those uncomfortable situations, those intense emotions or reactions. So if you have to deliver bad news, of course, do it in person. Think carefully before how you can announce the news, how you can do it sensitively, and how you can... I would say speak to the person and in a calm way and not react emotionally, and, and because that just makes the situation worse. And, and also when you're delivering those types of messages in person, it's easier to pick up on signs that people have misunderstood a key part of your message or that they've taken a particular piece of information very badly. And then you can take the steps to clarify your message, to help people to deal with the difficult news, et cetera. But if you're doing that through email, it just creates like tension and frustration and misunderstandings, and people can assume things that are not true, and that just makes the situation worse than it already is. And then the final mistake, I would say, or the thing that's not good for communication skills in English, it's lack of attention to tone. And this one is really, I would say, part of you know your process of learning english because intonation is something that is part of learning the language and it's also something that is maybe not the same in your own language as it is in english or maybe in your own language intonation is it's like flatter and there's not so much intonation um to give you an example but in english the way that you say something the intonation is often Just as important as what you're saying, and especially when you're giving feedback, when you are giving news, whether that is good news or bad news. Um, For example, if you give some good news, but your intonation is very flat, you're sending contradictory messages. Your words are positive, but your intonation is negative. And so that can again create confusion for the person listening to you. So you know, you want to pay attention to tone. You want to make an effort to work on that um, as well. Of course, you know, you can do that. You can try to pay attention to that in the FFCC sessions, but um, you can also work on that individually with some individual sessions with our coaches who can help you with your intonation. So I would say those are my top um, four mistakes to avoid, things that do not make for good communication skills in English and that you can work on and pay attention to. And like I said, whether you are a native speaker of English or a non-native speaker of English, these are things that can always be improved and worked on to have better communication skills. All right. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this uh, solo episode. Let us know. Tell tell your FFCC leaders what you thought about it. And yeah, and we'll see you in the club. Thank you for listening this week. We are always trying new ways to improve our podcast, and we have just set up an email for our listeners to interact with us more. If you have any English-related questions, topic ideas, or any feedback, we'd love to hear from you please send your emails to podcast at christinaroboffay.com and you can find the email address in the show notes. We also offer the transcript of this episode for free so you can read after or while listening. And when you become a member of the Faster Fluency Conversation Club, you also get exercises on grammar, vocabulary, and pronunciation each week. So you'll be more directly connected to the topic of conversation each week and you'll be able to practice confidently. If you'd like to join the club, the link for more details is in the show notes for this podcast. And we hope to see you in the Faster Fluency Conversation Club.